Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race, Race Season, season 14. 14. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Like, everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the only podcast for RuPaul's Drag Race you should be listening to. The only podcast. Um, UK's top Drag Race podcast. Oh. I'll just claim it. I'll just say it. it. It is what it is. Is that a true fact? The, the facts, of, facts of Facts America. Facts of Facts America. UK. UK. Facts of Facts America. UK. Uh, New Zealand. Canada. All our UK. Everyone, <laughs> before we even get on to season 14, which is going to be a great episode, a great cast, talented oh. cast, oh. we had... An amazing guest, judge, yes, not guest judge. Well, what was it? Well, yeah, she guest was, judge, really. Yeah. Co- contributor, yeah. honoured guest, um, Joe Celebrity. Howard. Joe Howard joined yeah. us for our special podcast. Make sure that you have listened to the UK Virtual World podcast that we dropped just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's us talking about uh, UK Virtual World, all the drag queens on there. We're looking at the looks, a bit of behind the scenes, a bit of, you know what? It went on so many great tangents. That's what I love. That we had to split it into two. Now, Part one is available out now. Part two will be dropped next week. And Joe the- Harwood, if you do not know, is an a beauty icon, yeah. a a pioneer with a lot of a pioneer uh, a in queer kind of social media, queer content, makeup content. Um, she's done it all. She's a businesswoman. She's fabulous, and like she provided so many like wonderful insights, bits of tea, bits of gossip. And we just love talking to her because it felt like talking to an old friend. She's lovely. Exactly. It was such, I mean, it was it was such a good, one of my favorite, if not our favorite podcast guests that we've had. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, if you're listening, you've been on the podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all did not bring it the way that Joe brought it. I'm, and it facts are facts. And we got so much, well, we were talking for so long, we had to split it into two. So we've dropped a part one, but part two will drop maybe before this episode, actually. Yeah. You, you're talking about how yeah. it needs to breathe. It needs yeah. to breathe. It needs to breathe. We need a little breathe. It sounds um, like a Kardashian when you start. Yeah. We're going on a lovely road trip after this. And I can tell you right now, I will be listening to, again, mm-hmm. the podcast that we did with JoJo. Yeah. Because. Fab- fabulous. Uh, you can find more about JoJo on the show notes for that episode. Again, I want and I implore you. To listen to that bonus episode where we talk about the UK version of the World Drag Queens. And, and um, hopefully we'll be able to get Jojo back on. It was a great episode. I can tell you it was such a great discussion. It and, was just like mine. Was- anybody out there who, who doesn't know who Jo is, like, please go check out her social media. She's on Instagram. She's all over YouTube. But she's also got her passion. Her passions are shown through her uh, website, uh, Agitprop. So well, go check you can find Agitprop. that through josephharwood.com and yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. Joseph Harwood on... And agitprop.com yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, you'll be sold. Just go listen to that bonus episode, which is out now. Mm-hmm. And we would definitely be begging her to come back <laughs> Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Right? I think she had a nice time too. Yeah. So um, I want to get straight into season 14. We have seen the first part. Now, everyone who's new to this, welcome to the podcast. How do we do this as a, as a live viewing podcast? Mm-hmm. It's a live podcast. Welcome to the party, guys. Okay. <laughs> now, this is we're the only ones who do it like this, right? I think so. Yeah. Actually, well, a, a, a lot of our regular listeners who we adore, we, we love you guys. We love it when you get in touch. A lot of people seem to enjoy the format 
and how we do it and how it's all fresh and yeah. instant reactions. We've, you know, we, we do it bit by bit. So we're not influenced by the judges on the show, really. We want to be our own judges. Yeah. So and we also don't want to be influenced or like, you know, when people just talk about something and without knowing, they kind of influence your own thoughts. Yeah. The reason that we do a live doing is because we don't want people's opinions to, uh, to dilute yeah. or affect our own. We tend to stay away from things like, pit stop and purse first impressions even though we love them we love bob the drag queen yeah. we love monet we love alaska tricks whoever's doing those at the moment um we tend to catch up with them after the season yeah, don't we I, I tell you as soon as the finale has mm. aired and we've done the last podcast we binge watch purse all first of impressions the, in particular bob the drag queen yeah. is just I, I just love bob i Bob's mean probably one of my favorite drag queens the guests are fantastic but bob with thorgy yeah is just pure pure joy frankly. right you know, Thorgy's one of those people who were just. I always thought, are they like this when the cameras aren't rolling? Absolutely I can absolutely believe that Thorgy thought is that girl. I had twenty four seven so much. Yeah, one of her recent Instagram posts. Yeah, she. <laughs> the caption was just a bit of selfie of her in her apartment, and the caption was, "I've been trying to capture the ghost in my apartment on my phone for forty five minutes." Tom. Do you see this as a potential client when you see these kind of no, posts? No, no, I don't want it to ever change. I just want it to be herself. <laughs> She's a wonderful example of what she is. Yeah, okay. Episode four, let's get into it. Now, last week, what we did see is we saw June Jambalaya go home. I was saddened to see June go. I had a lot of hope for her because um, she's clearly talented. You know, they were, they were hard on her during the talent show, but the girl can dance. She can really move. Can I just say that when, I, when I've been seeing other people's opinions, because, you know, I... I, I then I am on social media. You can't mm. avoid what people say, which is a good thing that we listen to it after it yeah. is. People were saying that, yay, people were like, yeah, June should have gone home. But they don't say she should have gone home because she lost the lip sync. They say she should have gone home because her shoes were off, her dress was falling apart. You know, the one that she made, not the one that she brought. Like, of course, that's not going to be the best. Oh. Well, she didn't lose the lip sync. And it seems to me, no one says Maddie Slay that lip sync. Everyone just lip says slang. that. Everyone says that June lost it. Not that Maddie won, that June lost it for herself. For me, I think June should have stayed. But I, then it wouldn't have done much for the storyline to have, you know, to introduce a straight person to the show and then say, oh, yeah, bye, straight away. You I, know what they did to Victoria Scon. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, well, no, Victoria injured herself, didn't she? But mm -hmm. yeah, there was a yeah, lot but, of but well, yeah, there was like, yay, wow, wow, well, well, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our first, our first, our first queen, and then oh, uh, okay, okay, bye, <laughs> bye. I, I guess for me, uh, I appreciate uh, June's enthusiasm during that lip sync, but I, I didn't enjoy all the bits falling off it, and I know that's not the core of a lip sync. But I I've, I enjoyed watching Maddie a bit more. Sure, sure, it wasn't the best lip sync I've ever seen, but I just enjoyed watching her a bit more in that mm. circumstance. I, what I want more Don't forget from... as well, it was June's second time in the bottom two. Yeah. Uh, do you think Maddie needs to show a bit more personality? I think Maddie but... is a little bit deer in the headlights at the moment. Yeah. I think she's a little bit overwhelmed. A bit flazé-da, would a you say? A bit da I flazé -da. think. A little bit flazé-da. Um, I... I don't know if it's the whole everybody bogging on about her being straight or something or something is, is kind of distracting her. But I want to I see her blossom because I see these real flashes of, 
uh, fabulousness in her. I think she's creative. I think she's got really fun concepts. She's got a really good dry wit as well when she's on form. Like mm-hmm. the repartee when she came into the workroom, the first episode was great. But something has happened since then where she's um, sh- shrunk back a little bit and I want to see her blossom. Okay. Yeah. I, I just think she needs to be a bit more... She needs to give a bit more to catch up with the queens, I feel. I yeah, feel she needs yeah. to be a bit, a bit more of a presence. I think she's got it. I think she's got it. She needs to push herself. Who was a, a quiet queen who's actually made quite the impact in the past? For Can some reason, for some reason, um, Ivy Winters popped into my mind. Oh, okay. I, Ivy was super duper talented, but a very... Um, I was going to say Pearl. <laughs> or Pearl. Pearl. Pearl had Pearl. like, Pearl, you know, apparently she had no personality, but she made her mark. <laughs> oh, she certainly did. I mean, Pearl was chill, but she was a bit like, don't F with me as well, wasn't she? It was. It yeah. was like, I'm so over it. Mm. Well, you know, they said that too. You're so over this right now. And Keep- I don't, Ivy Winter just seemed like a really sweet person who was really conflict avoided. I Winters. No. But she was so talented. Let's talk about runways. let's talk about the fact that Willow Pearl won last week. There's something that I want to call the compensation win. Where queens who mm. deserved a win, not on that episode. Yeah. For example, like Willow should have won her episode when she the debut episode. I don't think she should have won last week. I I think I see that as well. But I, she got we the win. We she got the win. High. Yeah, she mm. got the win, so it was like clap, clap, clap. But we clap, clap, clap that her win because she was deserving of a win. And so we accept that she won it, but she did not deserve it last week. She deserved it the week before. And it's happened so many times, hasn't it? Like Mm -hmm. for me, there's this thing that's gone on and on and through through the seasons where a queen doesn't get the win she deserves on that episode, but she gets it on another episode where she didn't really deserve the win, but we're not really mad that she got the win because she should but have got one the week tell before. Tell you where that happened a little bit, Canada season two. Yes, absolutely. I remember there being a few examples of it there. I'm trying to bring it to mind now. Um, it's gone. It's gone. I can't. I, but I just remember getting that feeling there. Maybe it's a moment to like think about our front runners, though, because yeah. we've got three girls with a win. We've got Cornbread, Angeria, and Willow. Mm-hmm. And we've always said, and this is a scientific fact. You can read all the research that's gone into this. There yeah. are papers out there, journals, with, um, professional journals prof- are out there. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Yeah. Uh, peer peer reviewed journals. You know, <laughs> all published. Um, Winning in the first four episodes is a huge indicator of the winner. There's only one main season winner who was Jinx Monsoon, who had a genuine rising underdog story arc, who hasn't won in the the first four episodes. So we're going to find out today. We'll know who who our winner is. It's going to be one of, well, maybe somebody will get a second. So I think, you know, we're just talking about Willow having won last time. I thought Angeria could have won, but it last was, week, yeah, yeah. absolutely, but absolutely. It, for me, Angeria should have won last week, and it, but it would have given her massive jumping ahead Simone type status, really. Simone Simone, yeah, yeah, you know how Simone had those two wins within the first four episodes mm. would have put her up, and I reckon they're keen to make it not like a one horse race. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, they went on about Jasmine, Jasmine Kennedy, talking a lot. <laughs> she talks, doesn't she? Tom, let's just have a, let's have a talk about it because it actually goes on to the next day, this, this whole thing about Jasmine just talks and talks and talks. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts about, what, what do you think they're trying to create here? I, well, I think they're really trying to set up a, uh, a bit of a... Rival. Yeah, some sort of, of fracas between um, Cornbread and... and 
and Jasmine. I mean, Cornbread's a very outspoken person. If she th- thinks something, she's going to say it. She's very straight talking. And it does seem like maybe Jasmine's over-talking has kind of been getting on everybody's nerves a little bit. Yeah. But they're in a pressure cooker. People's little quirks are sometimes going to rub people up the wrong way. It could be a mechanism for, like, nerves. Oh, that's what I was sometimes, thinking. It's yeah. anxiety it's to exa- me. That's what I'm thinking. I, I wouldn't have appreciated someone talking to me the way Cornbread talked to Jasmine. I don't... Mm. I... You know... You just met me and now you're you're happy and you're quite comfortable to call me out mm-hmm. and say, little girl, <laughs> you talk too much and there's a way you talk too much. And I'll tell you why you're not actually conversating. You're just talking. Because last yeah. week when I did this and this and this, and then when she interjected, she said, you see, you did it again. Now, I want to talk about it because Jasmine said something very, very... I, I You know what? In, in university, we had to do this whole thing about... um conversations and um and interpersonal relations and there was one time we had to talk about how do you know when it's your turn to talk and a lot of the times it was when there's a pause or Mm -hmm. when the infliction of your tone goes down so then you know that that person has finished the sentence so it was it was really really strange but she said um she said cornbread said to jasmine see you did it again you cut me off and jasmine said well i heard a pause and i'm like well yeah i would have there's a pause and no one's talking, I'm going to talk. I think there's another bit that's kind of missing there as well. You also start talking when you feel like somebody else has made their point and come to their conclusion, mm. which perhaps Cornbread didn't feel she had. I, I don't think there's any ill intent behind Jasmine. I think she seems like a really sweet person. Well, that's what I... Intention. There you go. Intention. Yeah. I don't think Jasmine's coming from a bad place no. when she's being talkative. So I wouldn't receive it in a bad way she's, because she she doesn't come off like she's being bowdy bowdy talkie talkie no. talking for the sake of it. It's anxiety. She's reassuring herself by thinking aloud, yeah. I think. And I think she comes from a place where she gets a lot, a lot of praise. And she was hoping for praise for the ball because she is a seamstress and she didn't get it. And so she's, I mean, it, there is, it is the classical, that's a lot of emotion for safe thing, isn't it? Which I, but I, I love it. It's, you know, she's, she's, she's quirky. She's, she's creating a little bit of a storyline here. Cornbread, yeah, maybe she was a bit harsh to her, but we've been saying it's a little bit best friend race so far. So. I mean, it's, it's a reality. I'm not TV saying show. I'm against that. I'm just saying that I will, mm. I don't know how, I, don't, I wouldn't have appreciated being talked to like that, mm. especially when there's cameras in the room. Because I, I, I can tell you right now, Tom, if you tried this, if you tried this right now when the mics are on, I, <laughs> but like, I have been meaning to give you some feedback. You do talk a lot and you do talk over me. You know, Tom, yesterday with Joe Howard, I just really felt like uh, you thought that I was just a, what did we call a narrator? I thought that you uh, you thought I was the moderator, that um, I was there to just push pause and record. So your, um, I wanted to bring this to your attention. Your role was producer. <laughs> I don't know why you had a mic yesterday Paolo um because I, you know sometimes we forgot you were there yeah you know sometimes I was like why am I here because I like, you two were just you two were like rightfully going on about fashion and it was amazing and then I just felt like I felt like I was one of the listeners and I enjoyed that more actually I was like been, oh this is really good but that's because of the nature of that episode but if it had it been where we've been talking about lots of performance stuff I'd have been the third wheel don't patronize me. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. 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 That's so transparent to me, yeah. Gosh. Okay. Maxi challenge this week. Now, two teams have to create attention-grabbing super teasers. Now, that's those things that you see before the season comes out. You know, the teasers. Now, they're going to be shooting the scenes with Michelle and Carson. They have to make iconic moments of drama, of glamour, and shade. Now, the two team captains are going to be Willow Pill and Morphosis. Can I just check something? I think, are they writing this Tom, as well? 
I just want to. I want to pull a cornbread. <laughs> Do you think I was finished there? Well, I was did just... you hear a pause? <laughs> did you hear a pause? Well, did my inflection go stuff. down? Did I finish making my point? <laughs> okay, now I know how. I've got... Actually, cornbread. I take it back. I know exactly how it feels you because I cornbread. have a jasmine cornbread. You are I have a jasmine. I, I have a jasmine here. I have a podcast with her. Hi. <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, um, we, I, was it clear to you if the girls are writing their bits as well? Um, well, they have to create it, so I'm guessing, yes, okay. it's part of the process. It should be really fun, they, then. It should be, be fun. Like, yeah. And so we go into team selections, and as you said, Willow and Maddie. Willow Pearl, and, Willow Pearl because she won, and Maddie because she was in the bottom. Now, yeah. Willow's team is Lady Camden, Cornbread, Bosco, Carrie Corby, Georges, and Jasmine. Am I right? Yeah. She chose Cornbread first. We know that they're besties from the last episode, and Jasmine being the last pick, chose to go on that team. Well, Jasmine, because Jasmine got to choose because, you know, she was the last one to be, to be, you know, to be chosen. She got to choose which team she went with. Mm-hmm. Having just had been called out by someone, a, a cornbread, she chose to go into that team. Why? Do you, do you think Jasmine's, do you think they're making it out to be something bigger than it is? Or do you think Jasmine's genuinely, genuinely <laughs> thinking, <laughs> just say talk. Do you think she's genuinely just being like, oh, you know, that was, that was just, um, that was just. There might, be, there might be other people on that team she really gets on with. Mm. She might just see that there's a lot of talent there and she wants to be on the winning team from her point of view. I mean, I could see Willow, Cornbread, Lady Cam. I guess like the first picks here, I can see them being really good at this. Um, and then, like, on Maddie's team, she ch- I really feel like Maddie went for, like, girls who she thinks are funniest and also who she's friends with. So, like, Deja, Daya, Angeria, Alyssa, then Orion. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a lot there's a lot of funny girls in this cast and this is our first chance to actually see them in a proper comedy acting style challenge. Is it going to be the super teaser that we saw, the one where they're all fighting for the chocolate bar? Is it the super teaser that they're I, doing? I don't know. It'll be it'll be some silly fun, I think. And just like, you know, how in the teasers, obviously it's all about drama and conflict and glamour. Because if it is that, I want to say that I, that teaser for me wasn't, the best, mm. the everything, every, everyone going for the chocolate bar. Um, the only person that stood out for me that I can remember was Angeria. Angeria's a funny girl, but she's charismatic. Yeah, and she she's not she she used her time apparently very well because I think she's the only person I remember from there. The, Something about her, like mm-hmm, like yeah. you know that. I guess yeah. what they'll do is they'll have some kind of like staged funny drama. They always show as well, like in the teasers, some really grand runway moments as well, don't they? So maybe they'll have somebody in like a really ridiculous costume being like, this is fashion. Look, look at Drag Race. Look at the fashion. It's usually RuPaul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that, that's called RuPaul. And she's on every super teaser. Yeah. Dr. Tom. <laughs> We've gone there so far. Let's carry on. Great. Now we've just seen the next part of the episode, we all the way dig. up into the judging. No, 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 sorry. All the way up into the runway. So we've yeah, just seen we've the workroom and the rehearsals. We, and we've not seen the actual um, trailers themselves yet either. No, no, just no. But we just want to talk about what's going on, on in the workroom. Uh, let's just start with how we know that they're in groups, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let's just carry on from the cornbread conversation because it seems to be something that's coming up. I don't see how we can not carry on that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jasmine's carried it on. Do you know, and, uh, my impression was, yeah, like, Jasmine really, really hates to be disliked. 
she can't bear the thought of somebody disliking her. And she's trying to really bless her really hard to like fix the situation. She's been like, right, okay, so you've given me feedback that I talk too much. So I'm going to come in here. I'm going to show you that I can sit there and listen. And I'll be listening so hard that I've got a pen and paper and I'm writing down everything everybody says. And I'm going to be really quiet. And I'm going to wait until I'm spoken to. And that's going to show you that I'm, I'm great and, and you don't have to dislike me. So can you please just stop disliking me? That's like very the thought process to me. The the irony here is that Cornbread's the one with the issue. No, actually, to be honest, everyone has the issue. Cornbread's the one that's voicing it. That's what I'm getting. Everybody else seems to be like, well, you know, it's a bit annoying, but that's Jasmine. She's basically a sweet yeah. person. But Cornbread's been like, okay, cool. Um, it seems like I'm delegated as the one who shall speak on <laughs> on, on on the rest of the village. I shall take the village. I shall yes. be the chief here. She. The thing is, she interrupts. Kerry, while she's talking, she stops her and interrupts her to say, okay, yeah, sorry, I just need to say something while you're talking, Kerry. Um, Jasmine, why are you writing? It was a bit much. Why are you writing down? Because you you, know, you don't need to be writing. You just, just put it down because this is what I was just talking to you about before yesterday because, you know, you're not listening to me. You don't need to be writing. Oh, okay. I was like, oh... Where does it stop? It's, well, it's everything that Jasmine seems, it, it seems to be like doing yeah. is just peeving her off and i i just feel is it i feel that's for me it's borderline bullying i think i think it has to come from somewhere else to me for cornbread's reactions to jasmine to be this strong i think like if this is like a therapy situation i'd be saying that there's a strong transference going on here transference is in a therapy situation is when we talk about um somebody what, so, okay, so the, the 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 client and the therapist. Yep. If the therapist is eliciting some quite strong but perhaps irrational feelings in the client, mm-hmm. it's usually coming from a past experience, and they're reminding them of somebody else essentially. So I reckon there's something like that going on. Cornbread is being reminded of another situation by Jasmine. I don't know what it is. It might be something about her being like a pageanty little white girl who talks a bit too much and there's something cornbread's background where she's felt kind of like bullied or undermined or otherwise mistreated by some somebody mm-hmm. she's evoking she's she's some sort of archetype in her head yeah. and that's why she's reacting this, this isn't jasmine it's what jasmine represents i think okay to me to me but i agree with you i agree with you Poor Jasmine at this point is walking on eggshells to the point where she actually can't do anything right. And Cornbread does need to manage this a bit. It's not very fair, I don't think. I just thought that that was a bit too much. I do too. I do too, yeah. That was a bit That was a bit much. And, and, and there's a part of me that says, Jasmine, fight back. Like, come off it. Like, come but on. She's in a catch-22. She fights back now and she gets accused of being of talking too much again. She's caught between Scylla and Charybdis. She can't do anything right in this situation. I I mean, even during it's rehearsals, even during rehearsals when they were doing, so there's a, uh, there's a part of the rehearsals where the scene is Cornbread, Jasmine and Kiri. And um, Jasmine doesn't do her line right. Mm-hmm. And Michelle asks, oh, what's wrong? And Cornbread straight away was like, wow, she was supposed to be, she was supposed to keep talking. Mm-hmm. So she's a reason why this. Like she was very, very quick to, again, find a way of attacking Jasmine. But it's interesting that Cornbread comes away from that situation going, actually, I think we work together really well. <laughs> I don't think Cornbread's a bad person. Oh, not again, at all. Again, it's, let's it's coming let's, from somewhere else. Yeah, let's, and also let's just have a, a quick reminder to everyone that this is 24 hours condensed. In, yeah. More than 24 hours. This is probably three, four days. 
however yeah. many days of filming condensed into an hour episode. Uh, yeah. How easy is it to only take the most heated moments yeah. to make to amplify a situation that probably isn't really that much of a drama but this is what we're seeing and this is what uh, uh, this is the story we're being told and there are shades of grey in everybody let's not forget that Cornbread yes, in this situation gr- is the same person who's demonstrating such kindness to Willow in the last episode you know yeah. there's complexity in everyone there's shades of grey in everyone even Willem's chin <laughs> that's good I like that thank you <laughs> Um, but going on, I'm I'm loving seeing Metamorphosis show a bit more of her herself yeah. through the the challenge. She feels like the little writer of their group. Exactly, she? yeah. she's such a a creative and like we said before, a witty person. Yeah, who was happily and successfully directing the girls into a direction that I love. One thing that these girls are doing for this parody, for the sorry, for the super teaser that's really good is that they're creating parodies of memorable moments. Now when you create mm. a parody, what you what you do automatically is you create context. Yes. And people even if I don't know who you are, you're doing something that I have a memory of. So mm. therefore you have some of the kudos from that memory of mine that I that I associate with that, yeah. which is really good when people do parodies because mm-hmm. automatically it's there's a likability there, yes. there is familiarity, yes. and that builds a sense of excitement and builds. Oh, cool! I like this yeah. because I liked that. And Drag Race has become more and more knowing of its own cachet in that sense, and it's become incredibly self-referential as a show, hasn't it? Absolutely. So this is a perfect little, you know, self-referential, funny drag race. I'm actually really looking forward to the finished product here. Yeah, absolutely. Tell you who else, like, I'm not, we're not going to unpick everybody we thought was good and bad in the rehearsal and stuff, mm. but when I was just looking at Deja Sky, she was making me laugh because she was sitting there with that Mimi I'm first makeup on. I was just <laughs> laughing, looking at her. And yeah. help me up, help me up. Yeah. <laughs> so small and so simple to yeah, yeah. help me up. Help me like, up, girl. Yeah, girl. girl. <laughs> that, that was just, that for me, it was just like, why is it so funny? It's a, because it was so real and it's just mm. so what people say in the moment. Yeah. So you could be like, oh, 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 it's, oh, it's going down. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I'm so jealous of Alyssa Hunter. Oh, the the. Okay, she has a gay dad, mm-hmm. a pageant mom. Ugh. What I would give for that life? Could you imagine? Could, I, you, could, could I imagine? This is me, me, Paula, mm-hmm. the performer, the entertainer. <laughs> I know. Growing up, if I had a gay dad oh. and a pageant mom, best believe I would be a drag queen. It was a really lovely moment, and yes, yes, you'd be. What would you? Oh, what was your drag name again? Rupaolo. Rupaolo. Not, no, no. not Visa Decline. No, Visa Decline. Mm-hmm. My drag name would be Visa Decline <laughs> because, you know, I'm here illegally. <laughs> Just kidding. Am I? No, I will be soon, actually. I need to <laughs> yeah. crack actually, on with that paperwork. I need to crack on with that paperwork with that visa or else, you know, immigration. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was very like Cynthia Kiss. Remember Cynthia Kiss from season two mm. of Canada's Drag Race? Her father was also going. Not not the same relationship as Cynthia, but you know, they're both the gay dad, so we're going to put them in the same yeah. pool. Well, I, sorry. No, but surprising echoes because remember, both of them came out to each other in both cases. Cynthia Kiss and Alyssa, mm. they came out to each other with their dads. Yeah. So funny. But yeah, I mean, wonderful uplifting story there for Alyssa and her family. It's so lovely to hear that she has such a supportive back background but, and, and support network. We get to go to the Maxi Challenge now. Have a quick look at that. But did you know about the term bird watching? I don't know. Maybe it's just something the LA Queens say because it was very much um, Kerry and Cornbread talking about that and bird watching. And they talk about woodpeckers and I have, I'm, I've never heard of that term before. 
I feel like I feel like metamorphosis. I don't know the lingo. Mm. I'm just so straight. <laughs> She's inspiring me to you're come just, out. You're a butch queen, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, butch queen. Uh, are you ready for the Mexi challenge? You're really looking forward to it. Now we're on the Mexi stage and we've just seen Willow Pill's team go for the super teaser. We have. I want to just start by saying that I don't know if it's because I think Willow Pill got more air time. Um, but for me, she's the one that stood out the most. She really did. We were saying, weren't we, as we were going through, we've watched it through a couple of times now. There's a lot to unpick and it's so chaotic. But I did find the whole package really, really funny, actually. I, and I didn't think anybody was terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was a, a very clever format in the yeah. sense that it used a this uh, this episode of or this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 14. Yes. I thought that was a nice way to go about it. So in yeah. that, that sense, it wasn't bad viewing you know usually yeah. some acting challenges can go bad i actually thought it was entertaining it actually thrived off the ridiculousness exactly because, and but it was I, parodying itself and but that, willow pill she um mike hathard is leaking oh, she's had so many good lines and her side shoulder on the runway <laughs> what you just doing the little thing at the yeah show. which i thought was cute the um uh i thought it was the bitch uh, where's jeffrey looking so for good. jeffrey i need the, love the ugly crying with the <laughs> mascara in the mouth i was promised a chance at love and a daily food voucher <laughs> i i just think that willow pill is such a like where did she i did not think that she was going to be this great she's, she's just definitely fantastic. got the quirkiness and the oddity of evie who was but it, it's somehow close with her they're close aren't they you know I would, yeah yeah she's her mum. um evie's her mom what i'd say the difference is, is that um evie's also amazing but i think evie has like this edginess, whereas Willow has more of a sense of camp and humor about her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you can, tell th- you can tell they're in the same family. I mean, Willow was fantastic in this. My other standouts, I thought, and I, I want to say everybody was really good. Even yeah. the, the, some of the girls felt more like bit players. Um, For me, it was Bosco. Bosco was great. Bosco, Bosco was, was the second one. Um, I love her choice. The, uh, the yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like, uh, like, I think Ch- you look like Stranges. Stranges. That, no, that was really good. I like that. And in the talent show, it's like, this one's for us. Boop. Yes. And, and also the, uh, I'm not a brain surgeon, but I really <laughs> yeah. don't want to go, go home, home this week. <laughs> so I was, I thought, that was really I thought Bosco was really good as well. I liked, the other thing I loved about Bosco is um, she's so gorgeous and glamorous on their own way, but she embraced the ugly like so many of them did this week. Yeah. Somebody else who I thought was actually quite strong and surprised me was Kerry Colby. Okay. I, I thought Kerry was really solid. I thought she was good in her scenes and she had some funny lines like the... Um, uh, the fake apology thing, like the fake apology, that was, was good. Cute. It was good. She delivered it really the well. The fake apology is cute because it played on the fact that a lot of the times we do see these kind of like <laughs> yes. fake moments of yes. apologies. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. You went through there, my. You know, um, oh mama, oh, they used mama. to drown me in the river, <laughs> and then she goes, "Well, my life was great. My mom was my best friend." Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it really played on the fact that actually this does happen, and it, it kind of camped it out, which I really like. Um, who else was it? I mean, I think no, that's it. But those are the only ones for me who stood out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I sorry, think... everyone else was just like they're nominated, but they didn't win the awards. Exactly. I wouldn't even say anybody was trashed by any stretch. Yeah, of imagination. No, no one was. One thing I would say that Cornbread was the only other one who had like a little bit of a spotlight moment, but it didn't quite hit the funny for me in the way the others did. But I loved her enthusiasm, and she brought the crazy. It just didn't quite appeal to me in the same way the other three obviously were georgia's lady camden and jasmine they just got a bit lost in the shuffle and didn't have any 
majorly funny lines. I think when people try to use like, what's the word, uh, like vulgarity or like, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Chewing, like chewing, eating food and making it look okay. Uh, use, trying to use that and pass it off as humor because it's ridiculous and silly. Mm-hmm. I think that is for me what I would call a desperate acting choice, which okay. I wouldn't have done. I think that that scene in particular is going to be um, Cornbread. I think that it could have worked without it. I think she is, she doesn't need to rely on a crutch like that. Mm. You know, to try be funny. I think she is naturally, and she can she be funny. She is naturally yeah. funny. She's got so much charisma, but that didn't quite work for me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I can say about this group. It was a really good preview. I love the format, but for me, the winner was Willow and Bosco. Definitely. For me. For me. For me. Now, let's see about Team Maddie. And let's talk about Team Metamorphosis. You go first. <laughs> Again, like, really, really solid job, everybody. There's nobody who I just want to, like chuck immediately into the bottom this week um again i i felt like this team had a few like the starring roles were a bit more evenly spread there were fewer girls who faded into the background well, okay because i actually felt that there were standouts again for me it was very similar oh, there were there were for me i guess deja in Nigeria. yeah i had a really good chemistry with each other because they were in a couple of scenes together yeah loved deja's i was born at a young age monologue <gasps> that into syria i was yeah, yeah the humor of it just taking it so serious again taking the piss of the the mirror moment yeah. that we get every season <laughs> i was born at a really young age <laughs> for the first few years of my life i couldn't walk i couldn't <laughs> fend for myself there were times i would wake up and it was it was shit oh and angie was like well you've wrecked look at it you've really grown a lot, <laughs> which I thought was good. So that chemistry between them two was there. Even the weeping, there'd be a lot of crying yeah. and then they cut to them weeping. <laughs> it was just like... It felt like it took on a different tone, that weeping. I think them two had the, the moments because they got that mirror moment, but then they also had that moment about like, I am from blah, 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 bitch. Oh, you like a good, good bro. Too. So yeah. they had that, the big scenes were given to them too. Well, a couple of things that were interesting to me is some really funny bits that we saw in the rehearsal or the filming were cut so like that really good help me up line yeah, from yeah. deja didn't make it in yeah and also um maddie's participation in the i'm straight conversation it just focused on diabetes that bit was cut as well yeah. i really, I really like, like diabetes um delivery of yes. that line which was just like i'm straight too <laughs> yeah. which is yeah there's something about it that i it really tickled me i liked it i liked maddie's entry the the bad cat with the dancing queen is here the dancing queen is here and I, I just something about seeing her in that butch sailor outfit with the bad makeup just gave me a real kick can i just say mm-hmm. that Maddie didn't get much airtime. She didn't get at much airtime. Um, and I wonder if that'll come up because the other girls complimented her as writing yeah. and spearheading a lot of the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so who else? Um, Orion didn't have as many funny moments as the others. No. Not that she did badly at all. Alyssa, Alyssa did a lot better than I thought she was going to be because they showed her being on oh. struggles. I thought I actually thought that she was on struggle bus. Do you think? Because I, I thought she just decided to be Jada Sophia. I, I just thought that the like there's a moment in the beginning where she's doing the lip sync and there's a there's there's acting bad and then there's acting bad okay badly 
Does that make sense? Okay, I do see what you mean. And she was acting bad, badly, and it was a bit too much. It was a bit too really a drag queen being too much. No, I do know it was a bit. It was a bit too forced. And like when you're, you know, when you're trying to be funny, it's just not funny. Okay. Okay. She was trying really, really hard. She was trying and it felt too a hard. Bit forced yeah. At times. I guess maybe what I was seeing was kind of like I admired the effort she was putting in. And I really do think she was just imitating Jada Sophia half the time. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. But I, for me, if I had to choose a bottom, it would be that. But you know, really, Alyssa, you'd put in the bottom. Yeah. I because she was given moments to shut um, a moment. To shine, and I, and I don't think it, for me you're successful. They might judge it well, you know. Obviously, we don't know how they're going to go. They often judge in teams depending on who they want to save and who they want to chuck in the bottom. If they're judging teams, which team do you think could be top? Willow. Do you think? Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think you're right. Um, in which case, uh, the winner could well be. I mean, we're going to comment on the runway in a second because we have seen the runway, but we're going to come to it in a second. Um, Willow and Bosco. Were our major standouts in that team. For me, the major standouts overall mm-hmm. was Willow, Deja, mm-hmm. Bosco, and and then if I had to choose another, it would be Angeria. Angeria, yeah. yeah. I but think I do think that fair. those three were good, and then Angeria, if I had to replace someone, she also did well. And then I guess the girls for me who, are, who overall, dep- again, depends if they're judging in teams or not, but let's just say overall, who maybe didn't shine as bright as the others, not that they did a bad job, were probably um, maybe Orion. Um, Alyssa and Orion. I, I, I feel, for me, only Alyssa, for me, from memory, was... And also just like Jasmine, Georges, Lady Camden. Just I think everyone else can be vying Possibly. for the bottom. Okay, yeah. What if we look at the, the, the runway? So it's Night of a Thousand J-Lo's. We were talking a little bit about this, weren't we? Because J-Lo is obviously a beautiful and iconic pop star. But she doesn't have the same as, say, Madonna or Cher when it comes to, right, this is an instantly recognizable look, era, package, sound, feel that you can reference. She's just always kind of beautiful Latina glamour, isn't she? And I guess she's had her phases where she's been a bit more like Jenny from the block. But really for about a decade, she's been like red carpet perfection, high gloss, high energy performance, hasn't she? With costumes to match. Yeah, like... Everyone will think, when they think J-Lo, they think the green Versace. I mean, that is her main iconic standout moment, you know. But and the girls would not have been aware of this. We've seen two versions of that on All Stars 6. Mm. Jan and Ginger Minj. Well, yeah, these queens won't know it because All Stars 6 hadn't yet come out when they were um, away filming. Because obviously we know Kerry's done a version of that. We're going to come to it in a second. But... um, I, I know that people on the internet are going to be like, eh, Kerry, you're repeating it. Nah, nah, nah. It's like she didn't know. She couldn't have known. So leave it be. And she chose an iconic look. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do we go through the looks? So the first queen, talk to me. So Willow is choosing a look from... Now, I will say as well, as I went along, more so than most, I did have to kind of like quickly check on the designers because I didn't necessarily know them. Some of them are really obvious though. But um, Willow, she's wearing this kind of like very late 90s 
halt neck spaghetti strap dress with the shrug like you couldn't get any more late 90s than this so this is quite early in JLo's career isn't it 1998 at the grammys i think it was i don't know the designer i'd love it if somebody out there knew but yeah she looks cute and this is very willow pill it's a little bit left of center she's not going for the current iconic glamorous JLo. she's like yeah let's look at her the early time in her career when she was starting out and trying to make a name for herself i think it's cute I mean, she started up a backup dancer, didn't she? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I've, I think it looks okay. It's not my favorite, I'll be honest. It's not my favorite look that I've seen. It's it's very Willow Pill, though, because it's like the same era as her entrance look. Late 90s, early noughties. Well, that's not a compliment. I, I don't think that, that entrance is. look. Okay, but I still love Willow. Next up, we've got Cornbread and that catholic look so this is met gala the heavenly bodies met gala so this is the same met gala where you had like rihanna in that amazing galliano yeah papal look you know so this i think this is a really good recreation you know it looks great obviously the original look with balmart and it was incredibly expensive looking as it would be with the kind of stoning and everything was immaculate so i think it's always a big challenge for a queen to try and recreate something that's so obviously so expensive but i think she's done a good job i think the cutouts are really flattering the stoning is nice i like the ostrich skirt i think she looks good i think she looks really good i love the original outfit and I like um, her interpretation of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. The wig for me is is not doing any favours. Okay. okay. For me. For me. For you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, who am I to judge fashion? Who am I to judge fashion? Well, you, you've got eyes and you can say what you like. Yeah. Okay, then I'll be honest. I don't like it. <laughs> I like the oh, original. Don't you? No, I don't. Oh, okay. God. You really... You, no, you, that's you, fine. You're asking for my tea, my truth. I, I, I don't she, like it. Your tea. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. <laughs> my tea. My tea. <laughs> that scene with Coco barely alive. Um, anyway, that's an aside. Um, I think she set herself up for a big challenge by going for such an expensive look. But I think she's done a, a, a good job, personally. But there we go. Sure. Sure, Jen. Except we've got Lady Camden. Talk to me. This is quite a good recreation, I think. But the main problem is the original is tangerine. And this is like pink or coral at best. So the color isn't correct if you're going to be nitpicky. But the rest of it looks pretty damn accurate. She's got this stoned crop top with the parachute pants um, and the sort of cape. This was Ralph Lauren um, at the CFDA Awards, uh, where she won an award, apparently. I like it. I like it and it's good, but I don't know why she went for pink instead of tangerine. Maybe it's the lighting. I don't think it is. Okay. Oh, well, I like it. It's cute. Next up, we got Bosco. So Bosco is recreating the 2009 Golden Globes look, which was Marchesa. Oh, but- I love that look on J-Lo. Yeah, I mean, Bosco's is a little different. She has gone for a different take on it, but it's all there with the plunging neckline and the sort of trailing bit of fabric and the floor length skirt. Bosco looks great. It looks like a really great skirt. Again, you can't compete with the expensive look of a designer gown and the the fabric is very different because she's gone for a sheer lame, whereas J-Lo's is clearly, um, it's some sort of glitter. I don't know if it's rhinestones or sequins. Um, it looks stunning. And you know what I also like is that this is Bosco in a different light. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a step out from what we've seen her do so far on the runway. She looks truly beautiful. I, I love, oh, I love she how looks she looks good. on the runway. She looks it good. Just, again, it's a different fabric. But again, you know, she's a drag queen and she doesn't have an infinite budget. She's this what? Is what? <laughs> this is... On this show? Apparently, yeah. History? I know. What the f- 
What? I know, God. What, you know, things you see on TV. And I was, but I think she's done a great job. And it clearly, I don't know, I don't want to sound horrible because these queens have a budget and she's done a fantastic job. Oh, absolutely. Of recreating it within her means. Now, that's the issue. The people watch the show and they're like, oh, why couldn't they have done exactly well, do you know what, what they did on their, um, that, rush, that, that fashion runways? Because these girls are on a budget. Just as a slight aside, I've never had as much conjecture and back and forth on one of my posts as the one I put up of Willow Pill last week in the Chanel dress. Mainly because of Violet Chachki, I will say, yeah. which I didn't realise it had been such a thing. But Violet was on um, the thing with Monet pit stop at the yep. moment. And Violet didn't really like it and said it was too too much of a copycat look. And it was the same episode as well that RuPaul was saying, kind of like, if you find something that suits you, just copy, copy it. it. Yeah. So there's so much conjecture about it. And everybody's like, eh, it looks cheap. The original looks so much more expensive. The original is bloody Chanel. It's Willow Pill. She doesn't have $20,000 to spend on a dress. Like, she's recreated it as best she can, and she looks great. You know what? And it just it kind of echoes what we always say about these people who go online. Exactly. Their opinions are not their own. Their opinions are what they hear from people that they look up to. Yeah. And then they make it their own. And then, like the Bible, it becomes the word. Can I tell you something really funny? Talk, uh, go, make was, me laugh. Yes. Let's hear it. Well, it was a Chanel dress, and it's an iconic Chanel dress, and it's been recreated many times. Mm-hmm. It's been in movies like in Broken Embraces. Yes. And the version I used was uh, Lily Rose Depp wearing actually the, an archival version. She was, she was just wearing it at the Met Gala. I think it was the camp here. Um, and everyone's like, eh, isn't it actually Versace? Because not everyone, a, a couple of children. Um, is it, eh, it's actually Versace. No, it's not Versace. Violet Chachki accidentally said it was Versace and you've taken that as gospel. There it is. Look it up, children. It's Chanel. Sure, there are some Versace dresses from around that time, like the Miss S&M strappy dresses, the safety pin dress. That Yeah, they're black and gold and there are some similarities, but this is a Chanel dress. It's iconic. And just a quick Google search will tell you. Thanks. Yeah. Don't, don't come for her. No. Don't come for Dr. Can Tom. Tell, can you tell I'm getting a little bit yeah. aerated? It's got really hot in it. Let's talk about um, Kiri. Now, Kiri Colby did the iconic green Versace look. Specifically. And she looks stunning. Oh, she does. And I think this is a very good recreation, actually. Now, she took a gamble doing this because there could have been there could have been 13 of these on the runway, let's face it. You Absolutely. Know. You th- but you I thought, don't think that she yeah. bought this. I, I don't think that if she did... I know she's wearing this look, but I don't think that's the only J-Lo look she brought. Oh, yeah. And, or she did, and somebody else had one, and she said, you are not wearing that. And she said, okay, let's uh, let's let's wear it, and everyone else can decide <laughs> yeah. uh, who should show it on the runway. <laughs> Could you imagine going up against Kiri and, 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 like, and a walk-off? Mm. I wouldn't even walk off. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I concede. I concede. I'll just wear a paper bag. Um, this is a lovely recreation, and it's actually the 2020 version because um, Versace did a res- retrospective show. Yeah. Obviously, the original was worn by JLo and I think the 2000 Grammys, and it kind of broke the internet, didn't it? Because it was slashed to the navel. And it was a bit like, <gasps> yeah, everyone's You know, it's up there with like Bjork's swan dress and like. Um, all those iconic looks. Made famous you, by white chicks, everyone. Thank made you. famous by white chicks. Or, you know, the Versace safety pin dress. It was a real fashion moment. But yeah, it was a different cut and a different version, which J-Lo, like 20 years on, was still able to wear because she's beautiful and doesn't age. Thanks, of the, olive oil. Thanks, olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, olive oil. Um, and uh, I think this is fabulous. Yeah. And of, of course, Kerry isn't to know that it had been done. Um, mm. Actually, I thought it was bitchy of Michelle to say we've not seen this before. Yeah. Because Kerry couldn't have known that. 
So next up, we have Georgius wearing a Super Bowl look. Again, now she's a real Versace clothes horse, J-Lo. A lot of these looks are Versace. And I think this was custom Versace for the Super Bowl. When was it she pawned in the Super Bowl 2020? Yeah. Yeah. And it's this kind of like broken glass cat suit. Um, it's very faithful. I think it looks really good. Um, we've seen like kind of who was choreographed by Paris Goebel who was my thank you yeah was my dance she was teacher. your thank you she was my dance teacher growing <laughs> yes. up and I, I danced for her yeah in her company oh so is George just doing some Paris moves there no she was well that's just trying. dance okay just, that's just dancing yeah that's okay. just dancing <laughs> oh no no she she did um, she, uh, there's the move that she just did where she opened the legs the like, legs one, I thought yeah one mm. she did that for the um, even if you were broke duh, 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 even if you were broke duh, 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 with a um where the choreographer for season three of UK Drag Race stole the dance number, the dun, 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 yeah, dun, I, I showed you. You showed yeah. me. Thank yeah, you. you demonstrated it all in front I of did. me. I did. I yeah. did. Georgia's looks great. This is very Georgia. So I think she loves a bodysuit. She loves to show off her body, her gorgeous padding. She's every inch the on on stage J Lo, isn't she? Mm-hmm. The hair's great. It's a, it's She's a, pretty. I love it's her good. makeup. It's cute. Really I like good. it. Jasmine Kennedy. So Jasmine goes for this look, and this is from the AMAs 2020, and it's Michael Cinco. She mentions, this, yeah, it is a Dior silhouette, but it's not a Dior dress. It was Michael Cinco. Um, I do think it's super duper pretty. I love the ombre. It's very faithful recreation, actually, um, because the original is very, very highly stoned, and she's got a lot of stones on this dress as well. It must be quite expensive. Um, yeah, it's a lovely J-Lo look. Again, with some of these I'm thinking, like, is it iconic J-Lo? Would I look at this and think J-Lo? Um, no, I, I would I would with Georges. I would with Carrie. I wouldn't necessarily with this one, but it's, it's a J-Lo look. Yeah. And it, she's beautiful. This is a very good um, outfit, very good um, look for Jasmine. I very, like it. Very faithfully recreated. Yeah. So Maddie comes out in her um, the look she wore to the inauguration. So it's a uh, white Chanel pantsuit. Again, quite faithfully recreated. Um, again, doesn't scream J-Lo to me. Because um, it's so conservative, I think. And when I think of J-Lo, I think glamour, I think sex, I think performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a different take on it. I think Maddie does go for that kind of like left field take on things. And she looks really, really pretty and sophisticated. I mean, it's a good look. It's a good mm. look. I like it a lot. Yeah. Well done, Maddie. Well done, Maddie. They just guy. Now, I would not have thought that this is... I, I would not have put these two looks together. From what I'm seeing in J Lo's outfit, I don't see the same in what Deja's showing us. So what I'd say is, obviously J Lo is, you know, you can look at that instantly. You know, it's Versace because of the print, and that's a VMA's performance, isn't it? Um, I guess I wonder if Deja was just a a, a Versace print is super duper expensive, and she couldn't incorporate it into the outfit or. She couldn't find any knockoff. I was afraid of using knockoff Versace print, maybe um, because do, it's copyrighted. I want to say that yeah, it's not the same, but I want to say that Deja looks. I love the look. She looks beautiful. I she, think yeah, the beautiful. padding, the yeah. the styling. I think it's gorgeous. You can point out a couple of other things, like you know, her bodysuit is lame as opposed to this kind of rhinestone or sequined look that J Lo's got. But again, mm-hmm. again, I think it's just a matter of resources and materials, and she's created a beautiful look out of what she had, and so it's gorgeous. I like the grandeur of the cape um with the bodysuit i think it really elevates it it's great uh Betty, another um super bowl look and more versace as well um so yeah it's kind of like a rock and roll take isn't it again like again 
I know this is a JLo outfit, but I look at this and I think, oh, you know, is this some rocker chick? Is it pink? Is it Joan Jett? Is it is it Susie Quattro? You know, especially when she removes the skirt. Yeah, um, with the skirt, I know it's JLo. So there's there's only been three looks here that I've known. Mm-hmm. It's been the Versace green and yeah. then the two ones that she did for the Super Bowl because you know I, I watched the performance a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and again, she looks beautiful, and I think it's all of these have been like really good recreations, if you ask me. Okay. Angeria Paris Van Michaels. I do know this one because it's a Met Gala look, and this is again Versace. Um, like, does she wear anyone else? Uh, she's a bit of a muse for Donatella Versace. As, ever since, ever since she kind of broke the internet with the green dress. Um, so this is beautiful. I do think it's a real challenge because the original obviously has got all this beading that's so so expensive and so intricate. Um, it's a bit like trying to recreate the Kim Kardashian Mugler Met Gala camp look, you know, because that had so much intricate yes. beading on it. So it's always going to look a little different when you've made it and tried to recreate it. But I think it's a fantastic job. There's lots of beading. She looks expensive. She looks lady. Very in keeping for Angeria, you know, because this has this pageanty vibe to it. Mm. Um, I like it still. I love the stoned wig. I always thought this, I always wondered if it was inspired of like the sheer Bob Mackie stoned wig kind yeah, of looks actually cause that's what i'm thinking of mm. as well i was like is that versace but it's not it's bob mackie is it bob mackie did that original i, I do wonder if jlo and, and versace were inspired by that for a girl on a budget i love this look i, I think she I looks like expensive it. lots of stoning lots of beading great Alyssa hunter so this is great but you know i look at this and i think michael jackson more than jlo don't you smooth criminal i do yeah, but it is a J-Lo look. But it's, it's a J-Lo look, and I really love Alyssa's take on it, and especially yeah. when she does the reveal. But I think J- this girl's got a costume. She has, she has. I, I do wonder, because this is a Tom Ford three-piece suit that J-Lo wore at the Billboard Awards in 2018, I think. And I think J-Lo was inspired by Michael Jackson, but she was actually presenting an award to Janet Jackson that year, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, sure. Sure, Jan. Uh, she looks great, and I like... Maybe there was part of it that was a tribute to the Jacksons. Jacksons in general. All yeah. the Jacksons. I um, love that look. And I love Alyssa Hunter's costumes. She's that, great. That, what were the ones she wore last week on the runway? The um, the one that you said was Mugler? Yeah. I f- that one will go down history. One, one of the, the best ones of I the remember. week. It really was. Oh, I love it. Orion's story. So this is Zuhair Murad, um, and it's quite... Now, I'm surprised there's not more Zuhair Murad on here because she's a real... J-Lo loves Eli Saab and Zuhair Murad, and she wears them lots and lots on the red carpet because it's that kind of... um, They're both Middle Eastern designers, and they've got this kind of like real high octane red carpet glamour about them it's it's capes it's chiffon it's floor length it's it's low bust lines it's there's slits there's there's yeah lots of stoning and they're just gorgeous i love their designs this is really beautiful and i think orion's recreation is excellent she made it herself oh or she okay. was saying well she made we know she makes a lot of her stuff but she she specifically said she stoned it herself and this wonderful sort of capillary kind of pattern on it i think it's really um really interesting to look at and very very kind of ethereal and kind of gothic um and i did recognize that as a j-lo look actually my favorite looks of the week would be Kiri, yeah. Jasmine, um, Angie, Alyssa Hunter. I, I would, I would, I would be happy with with, with those. I wouldn't. 
put Jasmine quite as high just because even though she's beautiful, I, I think I think it's not enough of a classic J Lo look for me. Well, I like sorry, I, I like it. So. Yeah, I know it's be- yeah. she looks she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, My I- least favorite looks on the runway would be Willow Pell, Orion Story. I love Orion's look. Yeah, but this is, this is me, Tom. You're not my. You're not me. You can speak after. Okay, don't. Jasmine, stop cutting me off. <laughs> there was no pause. Thank you. Okay. Uh, don't even write. Put that pen down. Don't breathe. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. Just put, turn the mic off. Don't even sip. Don't take a sip. Um, the other bad ones for me is cornbread. And I would have to say... That's it. I'm going to say that I like cornbreads and dejas a lot more than yours. Because I love the sense of drag grandeur about their presentations. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does this change who the winner is? The winner for the, I always give more emphasis on the maxi challenge. We always do, but so, you don't like Willow's look. But I don't like Willow's look, but I love the performance. Who else? Bosco? Oh, Bosco could be up there. She looks beautiful. Well, I, so I would be. They just guy. If only was a bit more of a a honest fabric kind of representation of the actual outfit. I would love to give Daya the winner I, as I, well. I would love to ask Deja why. She didn't use a knockoff Versace print because you remember um, when Carmen Ferrara walked into Drag Race Spanish, she, yeah. she was like, I'm, "I'm wearing knockoff Versace print because I can't afford Versace print." Yeah, um, but I'll, I, but I'll model it as Versace, and if you ask me, yeah. I'll tell you it's Versace. Yeah, and Daisha is a girl who sews. I bet she made that, and she, I'm sure they have rolls and rolls of Versace print, knockoff Versace print in Santiali, mm. right? Um, I like Willow's look more than you because I like. The fact that I know that it's referencing that era and that she has an affinity to it. Okay. But it's not the most elevated look on the runway. Okay. Um, the, 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 those are my takes for the wins. For the bottoms, I'll have to say it's going to be Orion Story and Alyssa. Wow. How did I just come up with it so quickly? Uh, because you talk, you listen to your heart, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think also. To I would m- love to see Georgia's dance in that outfit as well. Jasmine and Georgia's just didn't. They just faded into the background. They weren't bad. And their looks are great. Um, but to me, Jasmine's isn't that J-Lo. And Georgia says, though it is very J-Lo, I bet Michelle's just like, it's just a bodysuit. It's a great bodysuit. It's an accurate bodysuit. Yeah. This is, if it's not if that's J-Lo's, I don't care what you're wearing. If, as the, that, the brief is J-Lo. Mm-hmm. So if it's J-Lo... And it's then... recognisably J-Lo. Exactly. Well. So she, she fulfilled the brief. Yeah. Shall we have a seat? Yeah. The judging has come back, and the winner this week is Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Wow. Um, I would have given it to Deja over Angeria. Just me. Yeah, personally. I mean, we did put her in the top, certainly. We were really impressed with her performance. Angeria's got two wins, though. Congratulations. So, yeah, so we were talking earlier about simoning. She is simoning now. She is Simone Simoneying the competition. Yes. She's got two wins within the first four episodes. So yep. if I were a betting man for the win of the whole season, it'd be on Angeria now. But, yes. Um, fantastic job still from, from Willow and uh, Deja and a bunch of the other girls, actually. The bottom three were Alyssa, Kerry Colby and Cornbread. Cornbread's being saved because the bottom two who are lip syncing is Alyssa Hunter and Kerry Colby. Now, before we even went into it, Alyssa's talent was lip syncing. Mm-hmm. So already going into this, my mind says 
Alyssa Hunt is going to win. Now, the song is um, Play by J-Lo. actually one of my favorite J-Lo songs. It's quite electro-poppy. For me, the obvious winner is Alyssa Hunter for the lip sync. She just felt the music. She just sang it. She attacked it. She performed it. Um... Whereas I felt Kelby was cold, uh, Kerry was just dancing to it. Kerry was very, very self-conscious of damaging the garment. She, she was, you could tell her looking at like not stepping on the train. She was really watching what she was doing. She wasn't moving much. You, you know, if, if that was a cheaper outfit, it's actually just a bodysuit with a train. You can really throw yourself around in it. There's no reason why she couldn't dance in that. But I could see her hesitation. She was looking down at it. She okay, was, and she said at the beginning, like, I, if I'll, I'll, my guts will be for garters. Basically, I think she's borrowed it. I think she's borrowed it into a very expensive dress. Still, I, the the difference between the performance style is that I felt like Alyssa was J Lo, and I felt like Kerry was dancing to a J Lo performance. You know, like when like you yeah. just dance along to the song, but you're not performing it. I just felt, and that's for, the uh, way that I see this. Um, I, now there was a time where she picked up, where Alyssa picked up the gun, and done the gun didn't work, and they seem to have made that like a big deal. I they hope they don't end. use that as an excuse to not give Alyssa the win because. Alyssa won the lip sync. Alyssa Period. was dynamic. She had levels. She yeah. threw herself around a bit. Period. She was a pop starlet. Don't use it as an excuse to not give Alyssa the win. She won the lip sync. I hope that Kiri doesn't go home. And if so, I hope she's got the golden chocolate bar token. I, I did like Kerry's um, little uh, runway walk, which was yeah. nice. And she looked beautiful. But I do agree with you that Alyssa put in the better lip sync performance. Okay. Well, let's have a look. Now, that's a lot of bullshit that just happened right now because the winner of that lip sync was Kerry Colby. Now, we're not saying that we don't like Kerry Colby. What we we're saying her. is that Alyssa, hands down, won that lip sync. And this is very unfair. They used the gun thing as an excuse. You could tell it, it was all in the edit. You, they cut to the other queens being like, oh, the gun, oh, it's bad. That's so unfair. I'd be so angry if I were her. I think she's got every right to be angry, but she was very, very gracious. Um, it doesn't feel fair, but... Having said that, this you know this is no shade to Kerry because she didn't make the decision exactly. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's just you know, Alyssa did win that lip sync, but there we go. The 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 other judges have made their decision. Yeah, uh, I mean, things like this make me yeah. like, ugh, why bother? Why? Why? <laughs> Uh, no, cool. Well, next week they have they brought back three uh, familiar faces for next week's episode. Amazing first out girls: Tempest, James, and Carmora. I want James to come back as a contestant. I would love James. I'd love back. to see. Imagine that if happening. the outcome of it was one of these girls enters this competition. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back after the, the whole episode. All three of those girls are great and we're like, you know, it's a shame that they went so early. Hmm. Well, that's our episode for the week. Um, make sure you join us next week for more. Of course, again, if you have not yet listened, listen to the bonus episode that we did with Joe Harwood. It's out now. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the UK versus the world queens. Mm-hmm. Part one is out. Part two will be coming out soon. Also, if you're new, make sure to write us a review, send us a message, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, Instagram. We'll be back next week. This is Paolo and Dr. Tom. See you guys later. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.